Sidetracked, the music podcast. Hello, and welcome to season two of the Sidetrack Music Podcast. Um, it's an exciting time because uh, you probably, well, if you're listening on the podcast app, you haven't noticed this, but we are now a video podcast. So for better or for worse, you can see our faces if you go and watch on YouTube. Um, so, I mean, that's up to you. But uh, yeah, so on YouTube, we're, we'll be releasing uh, on our channel. You can just look up the Sidetrack Music Podcast. It'll be slightly rawer versions because we're recording them live. Um, so we're not going to be kind of cutting as much but the uh the episode that you get in your podcast app will be exactly the same as how you had it in season one with the same uh you know traditionally smooth and uh you know uh, clever transitions uh with you know we've, we've you know, cut out zephyr's ramblings and that kind of thing um but unfortunately on yourself on the back right here yeah um but yeah okay well zephyr uh hello welcome hello. we can, we can see each other yeah, it's weird. I can actually do the whole moving my hands and people will actually see it. I mean, people listen to it at home, you know, if you're listening to this through Spotify, of course, or Apple Music or whatever, yeah, you won't be seeing me. But anyone on YouTube who wants to, you know, cross-reference all my movements to finally <laughs> understand what I'm actually trying to say, you can you can look at the YouTube and it'll be there. <laughs> yes. And uh, Zach, hello. You've been exposed with your slightly makeshift microphone setup this time. I, I have, yeah. Uh, you can see that it's kind of falling off. So I've put tape on the microphone stand um so yeah it's a little it's a little bad um but um yeah it's nice great to be mm. back yeah a long time we i've um, missed it um and there's too. there's various other exciting things that you can do to help us out because if you're listening on spotify or even if you're not you can go and rate us now on spotify they've just started uh podcast ratings so go give us a five stars well that's if, if you think it's a you know five star podcast that'd be very yeah, nice even if you don't even have spotify download spotify just to rate we would, us exactly we do want some honest yes. reviews though so if you, if you do yeah. actually have any criticisms we'd like to see why what you have to criticize and tell us send us an email comment on youtube because this is now on youtube um Zephyr's and excited i'm very excited <laughs> yeah. um yeah, yeah shameless plugs i mean and yeah so and talking of uh yeah interactions so because it's now video so our social channels will be much more uh interesting than they previously were because we can post clips and stuff of uh bloopers funny moments that kind of stuff uh of all the episodes so you can go and follow us on twitter and instagram at s music podcast um and if you have any brief ideas which you'd like us to do you can um you can send them in via either yeah youtube comments or on instagram or twitter and uh you never know we might we might do your brief you would yeah um i mean we're, this is basically it's quite a lazy move i'll be honest we, we're maybe running out of ideas but i mean <laughs> <laughs> already but anyway wow. we welcome <laughs> we welcome suggestions you know that that's that's the honesty um okay so without further ado let's get into it zach has set the brief today Zach, what have you got for us? I have set the brief. Um, I'm surprised we haven't done this yet, actually. Um, I've set the brief of favorite covers. Um, so today we're going to be going over covers of the song and also looking at the original and maybe doing a bit of a c comparison between those two. Um, so, yeah, it should be good. Who do you want to start with? I guess Zephyr maybe wants to start. Yeah, I can Zephyr. give us a go. So... I chose Lady Marmalade or maybe Marmalade. However, if you're British, Marmalade. But if you're, I guess, would, American, Marmalade. Who, who says Marmalade? 
I, I don't know. I think that's how they say it in the song anyway. Oh, um, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. On the, bad, they say Lady Marmalade. French. They don't say Marmalade. Yeah, French. Yeah. yeah, it is a French word. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, but yeah, no. So the original is by LaBelle. Um, but we're looking at the cover version because, of course, this is covers um, from Moulin Rouge, which um, I don't actually, I've never actually seen it. It's a movie, isn't it? Um, I think. Yeah, and a musical. Like it's uh, and a musical, yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to see it for a while. I, I think I saw the movie ages ago. But yeah, it's got a killer soundtrack. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that out. And yeah, so this this has got the cover of that um, of that song, which is covered by Pink, Mia, or Maya, don't know how to pronounce it, um, Lil Kim and Christina Agu- Aguilera, who I always can never type or pronounce her name. Um, <laughs> but she's she's an amazing vocalist. They're all amazing vocalists. Um, so I guess we wanna, we're going to want to have to listen to the original first so we can kind of see what what that was like and that was released in 1995 um so yeah let's have a listen to that now all right so it's lady marblade uh by labelle Yeah, so that was the original version. Um, I actually have listened mostly to this version and I got reminded by the cover version when Zach set the brief of looking for covers and I remember this amazing cover. Um, so what I really like about the cover, which we're going to listen to just after I talk about it a bit, um, is that it's kind of taking its own kind of spin on it and it's not just copying the source material entirely. And that's why I think what makes a good cover, and we'll probably see that throughout, the kind of the own spins that artists put on it to make it kind of their own because covers aren't just meant to be a carbon copy of what they, the, the source material. So yeah, this one's good. Um, it has a, a rap section that Lil Kim does, um, which I think is really cool. Um, and it adds a kind of, you know, kind of different spin on it, which I've said multiple times now um and yeah i just think that's that's the coolest part like the kind of the difference that you see so i think we should listen to that um the new yeah. the moulin rouge version um yeah where's all my soul sisters let me hear your flow sisters hey sister go sister soul sister flows oh. Yeah, 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 yeah
Yeah. So I I just really like the modern approach and the modern production as well. That's that's something I didn't I didn't mention before, but that that modern production of it is just so cool. Um the kind of the more of a backbeat style. It's got it's got like the R&B sort of vocal hits and the chops in the background. The drums are just hitting way harder in your ears. It's just and the yeah, bass is well. like a there's like that brief Hammond organ, like yeah. right at the at the intro, which sounded really cool. Um, I, I found it funny that they kept because like the one constant I think that there is from the original song is they, there's the organ that's playing that kind of note, you know, in the background during the kind of chorus, and yeah, because you know they've completely they've kind of turned really modernized the sound because the arrangement itself is quite similar, but it's like they've changed you know the drums to a more modern sound, the kind of synth sound, yeah. but there's still the organ just in the back, other than a little kind of tribute or something. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I actually yeah. got uh, the also, date from from the original wrong, which would explain why it sounds so. It's so much different in production. It was not 1995. I think that was a a remaster of it. I think the original was actually released in 1974. Ah, um, yes. Wow. So it's it's got more, a much yeah. That it, it explains a lot. Um. So that yeah. It's in a much. It's a much more kind of vintage kind of old recording style. Um. And this new the new twist in it, which was released in 2001. I should have mentioned. Um, it just adds that, yeah, that kind of modern spin, that kind of the super nice, clean production. It's just so, it's yeah, just so good. I was going to say, it sounds a lot, a lot cleaner in mm. the 2001 version. Um, but part I'm of the not, magic not... of the original, sorry, is is like how, you know, the kind of like slight grittiness, you know, of just like, you know, yeah, the yeah. 70s and that, that kind of vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I was going to say, I'm not like that um, kind of knowledgeable in mixing not like um our resident mixers ever but like just hearing those two songs like you just hear what an incredible difference mixing it like come it comes so far in just like 30 years it's quite insane yeah yeah it's very cool and each verse um in the cover version is sung by a different one of the members so i think the first one's mia uh then pink and then um Lil Kim does her rap verse and then Christina Aguilera just does her insane verse where she does like these amazing like runs uh, the vocal runs I just I, yeah. signature go, isn't it definitely go listen to the, the go listen to both versions I actually regularly listen to the original LaBelle version pretty much all the time um it's I think they were um like a kind of vocal trio kind of soul trio group um huh. but yeah that was that was my cover hope you guys enjoyed oh, right it. <laughs> Um, so I guess I guess I'll I'll take the next one. Um, I have done this is a song that I didn't actually realize was a cover until recently, um, but I've done "Respect" uh, originally by Otis Redding, uh, but made iconic by Aretha Franklin. Um, and this was a kind of interesting one actually because so the orig- the person who actually originally wrote the song is unknown. It's a bit of a weird one, um, but the first kind of recording that that was released was by Otis Redding, and it was one of his more successful songs, actually. Um, And it was... uh, Yeah, so he released it in 1965, and it was one of his own kind of favourite ones. Um, And interestingly, though, so the lyrics uh, are actually kind of... So when they're sung by a man, uh, so, like, by Otis Redding, so it focuses on, like, the traditional, like, family gender structures of the time you know with the like the traditional the man coming home from work and there's songs about him him wanting respect from his wife which also has various innuendo um that is which i won't go into but um it means kind of very other things as well which is slightly you know i mean it's very it's quite dated to be honest um but 
And but what I find amazing, so not only did uh, Aretha Franklin transform this musically, but she transformed it lyrically and it eventually it became like an anthem for the civil rights, the women's rights movement uh, in the 70s. And I find it so weird and quite cool that like a song which was originally, you know, quite dated in its lyrics became like such an anthem for like really progressive themes. Anyway, so I'm going to play the original by Otis Redding, which is, I mean, really lesser played. Um, but yeah, so have a listen to it now and you can hear it. You can, you can really hear the roots of the Aretha Franklin song, which is much better known, but you can also hear how much she changed it and brought, uh, to it in her version. So here's Otis Redding's respect. So yeah, there it is. Uh, 1965, uh, Respect from Otis Redding. And you can hear, I mean, you can hear, you know, the lyrics and the original, like the theme and the kind of the, I don't know, the underlying tone that Aretha built on. But um, as we'll hear in a bit, Aretha's ver- version is, uh, I mean, in my opinion, one of one of the greatest pop songs of all time. Um, yeah. It actually... Uh, so Aretha's version, she recorded it just two years later, which is uh, fun because a lot of the time, you know, covers like with Lady Marmalade, there's kind of a big gap and it's like a band taking a much more, you know, modern take on a, an older song. But it was just two years later, she heard the song, she liked it. Um, and in, yeah, in 2021, it went up to number one in the Rolling Stones 500 oh, yeah. Greatest Songs of All Time. So I'm clearly not the only one. I mean, I don't know if it's the greatest song of all time, but like uh, it is in terms of it's just really it's simple in terms so you know it's a 60s song so it's quite simple in its structure it's got the verse it's got the chorus it's got the bridge um the sax solo yes there's the sax solo as well insane sax solo Mm. and Mm. um but yeah so let me sorry let me just pull up my my notes on uh uh, aretha franklin's version yeah so she she switched the the genders uh in in the lyrics and added her own little twist like um she added the R-E-S-P-E-C-T bit, which is now, you know, maybe the most iconic bit of the song. Um, so that that was her. Um, and uh, yeah, and so she, it was the main kind of musical uh, ideas behind her cover was also came from Aretha Franklin, but also obviously with, you know, help from the producers and all that. And there's, yeah, the sax solo um, and the bridge was completely her. Um but yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna hear it now, and you can hear it's it turns into a song which is you know sung by like a kind of strong independent woman, uh, completely flipping the narrative. Um, and yeah, so the song is not only a great pop song, but it's also kind of significant in history, I guess. Um, so yeah, here it is. <laughs>
All right. And there it is. I mean, for starters, uh, Aretha Franklin's voice just perfect for the song. It warms but, um, the soul. I, 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 yeah. And I, I neglected to point out uh, that another kind of key part, which I think is iconic in the song, is the backing singers, you know, just going just a little bit. Um, it's just so good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love it. It's It's iconic. What do you guys think? I love both versions, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't like the the dated sort of undertones of the Otis Redding version, but I do love his voice, and I love a lot of Otis Redding's. It's just got that Motown. I mean, they both got that Motown feel, but Otis has got because he was part of Motown. I think um, it's just got that kind of that that groove. Um, but I, I actually prefer the production on Aretha's version. It's kind of it feels a bit more bright. It feels a bit more kind of it's very it's much more inspirational <laughs> than the first one. Um, but it's it's just yeah they're both they're both just great i love i love the whole it's just that kind of upbeat sort of funk easy to listen to funk but also like super just super fun i don't know i, I just oh, i love them yeah both. um zach you've muted yourself is that because i <laughs> someone's practicing yeah. in the fact yeah quite yeah so <laughs> i'll say my bit quickly um i thought it's i hadn't noticed the the lyrics change really before you mentioned it and now that you said it, it, it kind of feels like Aretha's version is like a, it's like an answer to, to Otis Redding's version. It's like, well, you want respect. Well, you know, you've got to give me some respect as well when you come home. Um, I thought, ah, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really noticed the kind of connotations of Otis Redding's lyrics either, which was a bit, yeah, I mean, you're right. They're, they're quite dated. And um, yeah, musically as well, Aretha, Aretha's version, it, I find it more interesting. There's, there's a great sax solo. I said it before, um, but in the sax solo, it changes key, um, and like the last chord brings you perfectly back into the chorus. Um, but Otis Redding's version, I think, is just two chords all the way through. Um, you know, it's like it's like older style. Um, it just it feels more modern, both musically and socially. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd like um, to hear. I'd like yeah. to hear them both sing it. Um together and like they sing a verse each and it's like the kind of the different vocals i mean obviously that can't happen but you know i would yeah. have liked i would have liked to have hear, heard that because that would have been cool but i mean like i'm sure someone could splice them together and you know with some cool production tricks make mm. them sound similar well Ze- Zephyr, there, there's, there's your task for uh, yeah. next week <laughs> for next week yeah we'll play that instead Respect of the, the remix the intro uh okay right so zach well what have you brought i have bought valerie um this is, uh, yeah, the Mark Ronson version is the cover. And the original, um, which I found out quite recently, actually, is by the Zutons or Le Zuton or the Zutons, <laughs> <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. Um, it's actually a funny story about how I found this out. Um, I was, I got called to do this like rock and roll gig, like kind of blues and rock. It was really fun. I was like in the horn section and everything. And they were calling a bunch of like classic tunes that I kind of knew. And then they called Valerie, and I was a bit like, that's a bit weird, because it doesn't ah. really fit the style of what we're playing. Um, and they started playing it, and I was like, this is not Valerie <laughs> at all. I was like, what is going on? Like, the tempo's wrong, like, the groove's <laughs> wrong. And they got to the chorus, and they started playing this, this riff, the original riff, which goes like... And of course, I was playing... Which is the riff from the new one. And um, the, the lead singer kind of turned around and gave me this like stern, like. One <laughs> um, version, yeah, man. And then I went and did some research and I was like, ah, they were playing mm. the original, um, which is 
It's a great, great um, original, not a cover. Yeah, it's 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 a great song. Yeah. I'd never heard it until like it's, a, it's a funny ago. one because um, I'd kind of. It's, it was one. It was one of those songs. Weird reference, I know, but they used to play it on like Absolute Radio. I mean, the Zootons version, and it right. was a weird one because the I know like the Amy Winehouse, Mark Ronson version much better, but the the Zootons version I kind of know as well. So it's like weirdly familiar, um, and it's right. always surprisingly yeah. good when you hear it. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's completely different though, which is a testament to Mark style. Ronson and Amy Winehouse's um, work. Exactly. Um, and I'll also talk a bit about um, the like Amy Winehouse version of Back to Black, which um, once I'd heard the original version and Mark Ronson's version, I realized it was like the perfect bridge in between those two. Like she, she used a lot of the, like, the original, the, the Zutons version. And you can also hear stuff in that that influenced um, Mark Ronson's version, um, which is really cool. Um, anyway, let's play the original now. It's a really cool riff. It's a really cool riff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that whole like that whole song is really cool. Um, like, mm. it feels much more like a, a rock anthem or like alt rock anthem. Uh, like, I would say anthem. I, I like. I mean, I, I find the way they do the verses really cool. I think they're like the space that they leave. It's kind of the guitarist is very kind of. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just takes up um, the small groove. part, and then I, they I just like, leave the drums. You know, the groove is really cool. What I mean by that is like, there's a lot going on. Mm. Like in the pre-chorus, you got like distortion <laughs> guitars, you got backing vocals, you got like this like um, high up guitar riff as well. Um, like there's a lot going on, um, as well as also the vocals um, and. Um, yeah, what I found quite interesting about Mark Ronson's version is it's completely opposite. It's very stripped back. And like the intro of Mark Ronson's is just bass, drums, vocals. Like the bass even cuts out at the start of the second verse. Um, and yeah, let's play a bit of that now, actually, just so you guys get some context. Hi, it's Charlie. I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. I was having too much fun. Since I come home, well my body's been a mess. 
Yeah. Oh. It's a really, really good cover. Mm. I, I mean, so, there's so many things to unpack. Like, immediately, it's faster, obviously. Um, that's the obvious thing. And the groove is now, like, you've got this underlying, like, doom, 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 rhythm, rather than just like a, I don't know, what would you call the... The other the, one's more the, like the a kind of laid speed. back, not, it, I wouldn't say reggae is going too far. It's kind of like, um, what's that kind of in between? It's like Scar. It's got that kind of Scar rock, right. sort of laid mm. back, like really chill kind of beach rock sort of almost style. And then this this one's just super up tempo, super upbeat. You've got like, do that. They've got the snare like every every single one. There's mm. no like snare yeah. fills. It's just snare every single two and four, mm. and the kicks following that. Doom, 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 and it's just concert. It's like it's just going. It just feels like you're off. Like the moment it starts, the song's just off and it mm. doesn't stop. Um, I love how yeah. you hear the 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 drummer intro with the drumsticks. You know the one, two, three, four, and you hear the little kind of conversation. The the little, yeah. I, I, I just that intro is so is so cool because you never hear that. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I. I really like the way Mark Ronson uses the instruments that he's using. Um, I think it's slightly more creative than the original. Like um, what, what I realized when I listened to it again, um, just recently, I was like, he basically doesn't have a chordal instrument. Like he doesn't really have guitar or keys like in the forefront, like driving the harmony forward. Um, the, he like relies on using horns and strings until like right at the end when there's a guitar. But like most of the time, there's not really a guitar or piano to really to be heard, unless it's like right at the back, um, which is like completely different to the original where, you know, it's just that heavy guitar right at the front of it, driving the chords forward. Um, and yeah, there's also just so many things like he builds it so well with like, um, at the start you heard just bass drums and Amy, and then he adds in like horns in the pre-chorus and then he switches it up in the second chorus with, with like strings and they have strings and horns together. And it's just, it's such a beautiful arrangement. Um, and then you get the breakdown where it's just um, the like guitar and Amy Winehouse's voice, um, which is also brilliant. Um, and one more thing about the chords, because we've got to have some nerdy chord trivia. Um, oh, here we go. Interestingly. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. Uh, in, Mo- in Mark Watson's version. Just sigh. The, uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah in mark watson's version the uh the the major chord that they're playing in the original the zutons version is now a major seven chord and the minor chord is now a minor seven chord he adds those like seventh extensions just so that it's slightly richer and uh, i mean these seventh chords wouldn't really be seen dead in the zoot heard dead see seen dead Hmm. Ah, I see where you're trying to go. It's a, it's a yeah. good metaphor. <laughs> um, they wouldn't be heard dead in the Zutons original. Um, no, it doesn't work, does it? Got to see. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to talk about the Amy Winehouse one as well. Could we play a bit of that just sure. after having heard the other two? Yeah. So yeah. this one, uh, am I right, was originally recorded at the Radio One Live Lounge. Um, yes. which is I mean which is and which, the cool thing that they do there is when they get an artist in they always play a kind of acoustic kind of cover of something where you get some real gems in there but I guess this is possibly the best one to come out ever I guess mm. anyway here it is well sometimes I go out Basel and I look across the water And I think of all the things 
YouTube and Man. just see all of us just like just like all just <laughs> that, like those, vibing that, so that hard choral, those... the the backing mm. voicing the backing when they sing the, the Valerie is just so oh. wholesome. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so, it's so soulful. Oh. Like that, is... and it comes out with well, the first time you hear mm. it, it comes out of kind of nowhere, you know, because it's very stripped back, and then you just hear this, yeah, yeah. the soulful. It's bar. such a shock. Yeah, mm. that um, mm. that's the uh, thing I like yeah, about the so... best about this version, the soulfulness. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, that's like the peak um, of that. But did you guys? Did you hear? at the chorus the bass line was like but it was like kind of quoting ah. the the riff of like the, the, the zutun's version i didn't I did notice not i guess that. i'm gonna have to listen to it again after ah, this well, <laughs> yeah well this is what i found really cool because i could hear both versions in amy winehouse's even though you know amy's was before mark ronson's um but i really like how it's kind of an in-between um like you've got it, it's kind of it's more stripped back so that's kind of a like similar to Mark Ronson's version, but it's also much slower, like towards the tempo of the, the Zutons version. And, um, but then she uses like major seven chords and minor seven chords used in the Mark Ronson version. And it's, it has a kind of much groovier, like similar groove to the Mark Ronson. If you get yeah. what I mean, like the, the yeah. groove is similar to the Mark Ronson version. Even it's derived from that more so yeah. than from the Zutons version. Or the yeah. other way around, um, the Mark Ronson's derived from hers. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Wait, yeah, which, yeah. which one? Which, which Mark Ronson was the late, the last one that there was made. Le- yeah, he was. That he, was in two thousand seven. He was influenced he by Amy's one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, his one that actually about that album that Valerie's on because I just remembered that I really like another cover that because he, he does loads of amazing covers where he completely changes mm. the vibe of the song. And there's a one. There's this Coldplay song called "God Put a Smile Upon Your Face," which is very acoustic, lots of guitars no drums just vocals guitars bass i think and maybe some keys and he does an up tempo version super similar to valerie it needs to have keys yeah no it definitely <laughs> has keys um but he it's so up tempo and it's got these this this group called the doubt the dapton horns which add these amazing like he he's great at producing these super up tempo sort of super cool vibey of like like taking acoustic sort of chill songs and making them just super energetic that's like his forte i'd say as a producer mm. i'm a big fan yeah of he's really creative <laughs> yeah um, yeah anyway well. i haven't got much more to say about this if you guys okay. have anything to chip in i, I guess that brings oh. us to a to a natural conclusion to part one um where we did the brief and in part two uh, it's my turn to do the artist spotlight and we'll be talking about the uh red hot chili peppers so stay tuned for that yeah. All 
right, welcome to part two of the Sidetrack Music Podcast. It's now time for the Artist Spotlight, where uh, every every episode we uh, go through, you know, the history and the the, the catalogue of a, of a certain artist. And so today uh, I'm going to be talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, and obviously, huge, huge band. Um, they were formed in 1983 in LA. So it's a kind of very good longevity. But um, it's a really kind of tumultuous story, um, which I'm going to try and tell through, through in, a, in, a, in chronological order through their albums in a really insightful and interesting way, as usual. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they, they were, so basically the, the concept behind the Chili Peppers is a kind of a fusion of like punk, rock and, and funk, actually. Um, it's just a kind of really unique sound and it's kind of changed and developed over years, but they've, they've always kept that, uh, kind of some kind of core ingredients. Um, so it was formed by Anthony Kiedis, Michael Balzari, better known as Flea, uh, the bassist, uh, Hillel Slovak and Jack Irons. So at the, uh, at the moment, uh, only, well, of those original four, uh, Kiedis and, uh, Flea are the only two who remain. So Kiedis is the, the main, the main vocalist. Um, so it is a classic kind of rock story in which they kind of got into drugs and had all kinds of, uh, drug problems. Uh, so they released their first album in 1984, built up a kind of a, a decent following through, uh, uni radios and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so drug problems le- led to the death of, uh, Slovak and Ion's, uh, left the band eventually joining pearl jam in 1994 which is a nice coincidence that i didn't know so um that's cool uh yeah so he went on to to other things but he maybe not quite as successful i don't know anyway pearl jam good good band um anyway so but the key moment in in you know the the journey of the chili peppers uh was in 1988 and 89 when chad smith uh, uh the drummer and john Fruciante, not entirely sure how to pronounce it, a guitarist joined the band. And this is kind of the core lineup as we know it uh, today. And it's changed over the years. But at the moment, as I say, it is that that lineup of four of uh, Kiedis, Flea, uh, Smith and uh, Fruciante, who actually joined, like, I think, rejoined in like 2019. Anyway, so this lineup, they released Mother's Milk in 89, which was, uh, and actually the... And that was the kind of their most successful album at the time. Uh, the most successful track on that album was actually a cover uh, of Higher Ground, Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. And uh, that one we, we could have talked about, but, uh, you know, we knew we were already doing the Chili Peppers. That, that, that's a really kind of creative and really <laughs> different cover. It's uh, outrageous, to be honest. Um, but anyway, yeah. And then uh, 91, the, uh, they released the aggressively named uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic uh which uh is you know one of their best one of their best albums really um and their first i guess huge huge hit in under the bridge which we we all know we all love i th- i think it probably my favorite song of theirs um but what i mean what it kind of marked was a beginning to the slightly softer side so you know their first few albums very in your face um kind of slight kind of rap rock you know but very you know punk and an intense sound um but under the bridge is a kind of very subtle song and you can hear really great guitar the interaction between frusciante's guitar and flea on the bass is really nice and i think that's what kind of makes the song 
Um, I'm not actually going to play it because I think everyone knows it, and I want to keep. I'm going to play some of the some of their slightly more obscure songs to um, that you might not have heard uh, to hopefully, and that well you will hopefully like. Um, but yeah, and there's but there's on that album also there's Give It Away, which is one of their most successful songs, and that that is definitely full punk rock funk, and it's uh, really, really intense. But that's that, that's that's a good song, uh, and you can look that one up as well. Um, so yeah, and then. Um, Frusciante left the band. Um, he also had his fair share of drug problems, uh, replaced by a guy named, I think, John Navarro. Um, and then, so in 95, they released One Hot Minute, which was uh, a kind of still a kind of pretty intense album again, because Navarro was a slightly less kind of melodic guitarist than uh, Frusciante was more into kind of the heavy rock rhythms. So the first track I'm going to play from the Chili Peppers is from this album, One Hot Minute. It's called Aeroplane. It's lesser known, but I, I discovered this one recently and I, I really like it. I think, and you can hear, you can hear the, in the kind of the, the verse just after the, cause it starts with the chorus, which is quite interesting. But then when you get into the verse, you can hear the kind of funk influences with the guitar. It's very funky. Um, but the, the traditional mix of that funk with a kind of really rock sound. So now here it is, Aeroplane from the, the Chili Peppers. So there's Aeroplane, and I mean, so in that verse, you can hear the fun- the kind of funk guitar from Navarro, which I guess isn't uh, traditional of him, but I think the signature bit is we hear the slap bass of Flea, which oh. is possibly the greatest slap bass of all time, but it's one of the really iconic bits of the band, which underpins, I mean, Flea was there, you know, from the beginning, and he's still in the band, and he's his bass style is integral to what they do. Um, so yeah, there's that lyric, there's that lyric where... Um, Kida sings someone better slap me and I and, and the bass ah, is slapping and it's like he is slapping yes. so hard nice no, that so is the hard. hard I think that's one of the hardest I've heard him slap I actually have so I'm, I, I I know Jules has been talking a lot about this because he's obviously this is art, his artist spotlight um, but no, so, so far you, you, you two take it no you no, no, no I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm this joking, is a bad no, thing I'm, I'm trying to say they've yeah. heard a lot of good like detail about it what I'm trying to say is that I'm a huge fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers and I've even got a Blood uh, Sugar Sex Magic shirt and like I saw them live in 2016 and what got me into them is the relationship between the bass and the drums um, and I know you said the bass and guitars but in this album it's not it's more mm. about the bass and the drums to me um, and Flea's bass playing is just insane like he inspires me and also doesn't inspire me to play bass because he's so good it's like I I can't ever get that <laughs> good so what, yeah. what's the it's point like what's the point in playing if Flea exists <laughs> but but also like I've, I've tried to learn how he plays because it's just his style is so iconic to the whole of that world of music the whole rock in fact most music 
I'd say most modern music is the bass from Flea has been influ- has has influenced a lot of music. Um, mm. And yeah, I just I just thought that yeah, that song really shows that actually. And I haven't. I've, I think I have heard that song before, but not like properly. And I'm gonna go save that. Yeah, song. I haven't heard that before. What what a gem! Like mm, I know, right? It's really it's, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the the uh, other parts of the album. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give the pretext now. Personally, in terms of Chili Peppers, there's some of their stuff I find slightly kind of too heavy and in your face for me. I'm more a fan of the slightly softer stuff. But and like so, most of that album's pretty intense. But that's a track. Yeah, so it's a little hidden gem. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so eventually, um, but because they had basically slight musical differences between Navarro, you know, the, the replacement guitarist and kind of the rest of the band, which led to him eventually leaving. Um, and also the the One Hot Minute kind of got mixed reviews. It wasn't quite as successful as the, you know, Blood, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic and uh, Mother's Milk. Um, so in 98, crucially, Frisciante rejoins the band after serious drug problems leading him really close to you know death and kind of complete poverty um they and he was in rehab or something and they they went to ask him to rejoin the band and he was he was he said yes kind of immediately and what that led to was 1999's californication which is an iconic album um amazing album cover as well i must point out i love the cover on that one um it's i guess it's their defining work um it's and but i guess what you what you hear is why frusciante in my opinion is so key to the band you know flea is you know iconic in within their sound but i think they've always done their best work with frusciante and the band because it's his guitar work which is you can hear it on uh you know on californication on uh oh what's what's the song called uh oh man there's the other big one this is terrible uh <sighs> wait Scott i have issue? the notes yeah scottish that's what i mean on scott issue his, yeah. his guitar works really nice on that um and yeah so it, it's moving more away from the kind of rap you know and intense lyric styles to more subtle riffs yeah so the key songs californication scott issue other side but the one I'm, that i'm gonna play from uh californication is probably the most kind of downbeat one of the whole album it's called road tripping um and it's entirely acoustic and again you hear a really nice interplay between uh frugiante on the acoustic guitar and flea on the bass um and it's kind of really it's it's one of the you know really i don't know reflective songs that they do so it's it's showing kind of a different side to the band which we hadn't really seen before apart from kind of with under the bridge um so here it is this uh road tripping from california Road tripping with my two favorite allies Fully loaded, we got snacks and supplies It's time to leave this town, it's time to steal away Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA Let's go get lost, let's go get lost Blue, you sit so pretty west of the one Sparkle light with yellow icing Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun
So there it is, uh, road tripping, and you can really, I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of the really, I don't know, you know, more reflective numbers, um, but it's, it's really nice, and I love the key change when they, you know, say the, not the key change, like the chord change when they sing, you know, sun, you know, the, just a mirror for the sun, I think it says, um, but yeah. It's beautiful, that. Sounds, sounds quite mysterious. Mm. Mm. Um, the strings as well, the, the, the string section mm, really yeah. adds a lot, like I felt, I can, when I first heard a string came out, I was like, is that a cello? And then I heard the rest of the strings coming. I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I haven't heard that song, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, me neither. Really nice these, are, these are great finds. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, well, I, li- I like uh, going, yeah. There's, there's something I, I did a while, but I just kind of went onto, like, the, you know, the Apple Music page. And I just kind of went through the albums and just had to listen to, like, the songs, you know, that I didn't know. And then you find you find little gems. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah so that's... Yeah, the chords uh, are nice as well. Sorry? It, the chords are nice as well. Mm. Very simple. Yeah. Off. But just a quick listen, um, if we're saying it's in C minor, which it probably isn't, it would be a C minor, then A flat major, then G major, um, which is, uh, it's really nice. It, it kind of, it gives you, the G major really wants to resolve back to that C minor. And it, it it's something you don't hear that much in, in pop, um, like kind of four chord pop. But it's kind of a, you'd hear it more in like, I don't know, like Spanish flamenco music. Um, <laughs> no, that's not a genre I was <laughs> expecting to talk about. I'll be yeah, <laughs> well, well, you know, um, it's uh, it just sounds quite. I don't know. Do you, do you hear that side of the song, like yeah. slightly Spanishy? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I mean, the acoustic guitar offensive. is a very kind of Spanish and South American oh, course, thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I guess course, ma- yeah. maybe that maybe that's deliberate. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, John Frusciante Red Hot Chili is Peppers, a very... the new flamenco band. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a very prolific guitar player, though. Like he's his mm. solo stuff as well. Some of my mates have shown me. <clears throat> some of my so his solo stuff is apparently really. I haven't actually had to listen to it yet, but apparently it's really. So, some people they prefer it to Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff because um, of how detailed that's, the that's guitar playing claim. is. I know, I know. Right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I was a bit shocked. I was like, really? <laughs> Better. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So there's C- Californication, which I guess maybe that was their confirmation as like the mainstream, like huge band, you know, uh, just on the turn of the millennium, big times. Anyway, so then in 2002, they released By the Way, which was uh, an even more considered album uh, with songs like By the Way, um, uh, Can't, Can't Stop, Stop the. <laughs> I, which I did not. I wouldn't call that considered, but you know, it is an all-time, all-time riff. Again, we're not playing that one, yeah. but uh, we all know what it says. Ah, it's, it's, it's that just, is probably yeah. one of my favorite. If it was my favorite mm. song for like four or five years, mm. it's kind of moved away from that as I've listened to more like R and B and hip hop. But when I was really into rock, that was by far my favorite song. It's so catchy. I mean, yeah, like you said, we're not going to listen to it. But I think if you know Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're probably gonna know can't stop. You know can't stop. It's it's a good motivational one as well. That mm. build up at the beginning is mm. good for working out. Yeah, but we can't talk about by the way without talking about the Zephyr song for obvious ah. reasons, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's a. I mean it's a, it's a like all in in all seriousness it's it's a really good song and one of one of my one of their one of my favorite songs um, of theirs because also I kind of noticed. So, you know, with Can't Stop, you hear this, like, the kind of rap vocal style is kind of very intense. But in the Zephyr song, it's it's the fast lyric. So it's a slight nod to, you know, kind of Kiedis' rap 
tendencies, but on a much more kind of considered and subtle riff underneath, which I think kind of talks about like how the band changed from like a kind of pure punk rock, you know, really heavy stuff to kind of, you know, I don't know, more more musical adventures. I don't know. Oh god, that was cringy. Anyway, <laughs> musical adventures. <laughs> okay, but we're gonna we're gonna play the the Zeva song, but um, yeah, it's a really good one. Can I get your hand to go fly away on my zephyr oh <laughs> you are that was actually one of the first yeah. songs i ever heard um my parents played it for me and then no apparently way. they cried because i was their firstborn so Aww. and they just Aww. played that song um yeah it's a grace i actually mm. like not being egotistical and like oh it's about me it's actually a really good song <laughs> like i think i've got to tell you it's actually about me <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. no it, they actually wrote it for you they, no yeah you they born. wrote it for me because when was it released 2002, 2002. Oh, that was two years before i was two. born nah nah uh, nah uh, been. well they you know I, i'm sure they, they could have preempted it yeah you know, <laughs> they yeah. were predicting um <laughs> it's actually it's, it's actually because the word zephyr um it means like wind in Greek or like a, a, a Greek god of some sort. I think it's the West Wind or something. Greek of Greek god of West Wind. Um, so they've actually, they must have scoured like the dictionaries to find some like cool word because I'm sure they had like a theme in mind <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's a word that means that? And then they're like, oh, this is a different word. Um, but yeah, the, the song's so nice. And actually mm. they use, sorry. So Zach, what's the Greek or or origination of your name? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, j- jazz god, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it must be. Must yep. be. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> so wait, you're you're god of the wind, the though. west wind. Oh, and, believe and me, I got god in of primary jazz. school. Somehow, people managed to turn that into god of fart. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I wasn't going to do that yeah. on the sophisticated yeah, you po- are, podcast. That, that is but. the door. It's an open goal, <laughs> yeah. and you just got to, you know, mm. the, they've got to score it's, it. Yeah, oh, that's a sophisticated <laughs> joke for primary school. I'm, yeah, I'm they impressed. found a dictionary. Yeah, they found my name in the dictionary and said, "Look, hi." It says wind, and then they pretended it said fart, and I couldn't really read, so I was just like, Aww. "Okay." I mean, I could, Aww. I could, I could, I, could, I, just, I didn't bother to fact check them. I was just like. <laughs> like <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> trauma aside. No, I was, I was going to oh, say something about the production. Well. Jeez. Um, okay. No, well, it uses. Uh, ele- <laughs> I think it uses um, sample drums or like not live drums because that mm. is that. I mean, the, it does use live drums at some point in it, but at the beginning, the the snare sounds kind of more like a kind of electronic clap. It doesn't really sound like um. A yeah, it's snare. like a drum machine. Yeah, it's isn't like it? a drum at machine. It's really cool, actually. It's so different from. I don't think I've ever heard drum machine in any of their other songs. Apart from that one, no, yeah, and it's it's really weird, but it's really cool. Also, the change to the chorus is just yeah, it, it's so uplifting because the verse is just so crazily different. Um, mm. And also, you get it's to really hear, weird. It is, it is but quite it's, weird. It's, 
but it's kind, it's a change that I've kind of noticed that like I guess after kind of by the way you actually hear that kind of change into the chorus or like as a pre-chorus in a lot of songs it's a kind of almost uh I mean it's complete it's, it's like the complete opposite of punk rock and funk and like it's a you know it's a really kind of restrained kind of soft rock kind of vibe it's really weird um it works completely as like a contrast as you say but like in some of the latest ones which i'll talk about in a bit but you can kind of hear that that vibe again um and i guess yeah it's part of their, their transformation yeah and also the transformation in anthony kiedis's voice is mm. immense like the the verse is really he he's like you can just really hear his groove and it's very like you know disjointed sort of kind of rap rappier style mm. yeah um, and then it's much much softer and you get to hear his lovely tone in the chorus um his dulcet tones <laughs> yeah but it's true yeah he's he's he's, a, he's quite amazing an amazing vocalist we haven't really talked about him yet but he the mm. you know like as you say like the range of styles he can do like from kind of almost rap and stuff in the early something kind of you know like and can't stop it's really yeah. you know intense and you know shouty but yeah you know, in in you know in the zephyr song it's very very it's you know it's just, he's just singing and he's got a nice voice. He's got a very unique voice. So that's, that's like you can always recognize. A, yeah. Either Red Hot Chili Pepper song. I don't know if they do, he does solo stuff, but you can always recognize his voice. It's so unique. I really like that about. That's probably yes. my favorite. One of my favorite mm. things about like Red Hot Chili Peppers music is you can always recognize it by his voice. It's so it's I don't know what the, the t- like the timbre of it. So I think he yeah. he has quite like a distinct way of pronouncing like vowels. Mm. Mm. Like. Like air, air, but uh, I know it's something I noticed when I listen to him. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a kind of a slightly odd way. He pronounces of everything. That word. He goes or like, yeah, he, go, he does a lot yeah, of his, yeah. He enunciates he, it. Yeah. yeah, sorry, enunciates everything. Pronounce it. You were the one talking about dictionaries earlier. Yeah, that's true. I was actually going to say a really nerdy word, which is that this song was the bellwether for the rest of their. Um, his more vocal styles, but it doesn't the really what? make sense in the, the context. What? Bellwether's like, the, yeah, the what? An, in, it's like um, a kind of indicator of a trend. It's like the leader of a trend. Oh, so like it starts something starts. Oh, okay. It, it, that's what I'm saying. I was going to use a nerdy word, but I decided against it. But now you you forced me back. <laughs> you forced yeah, my the hand. trend of oh. using bellwether hasn't caught on. Maybe bellwether <laughs> should be the bellwether. <laughs> yes. So, can you do your um, your your dad joke sound effect, please? <laughs> oh. Here we go. Yeah, this is the glory. Here we go. Bang. Thank you. Uh, little there is awful. Awful. Yeah, sorry. Um, I wasn't quite ready, but we'll be ready next time. That's one of the beauties of this uh, mm. this live recording. We can do stuff like that. We've got a soundboard. Haha. <laughs> anyway. So, by the way, um, and then they moved on uh, to, in 2006, they released Monster 28-track double album, stadium arcadium um with songs like danny california which is uh just just ridiculously good <laughs> it's unfair um and uh yeah but i'm gonna i'm not gonna play danny california um i'm sorry i'm probably being really annoying right now i guess uh, may, maybe you just want to hear like all the classics and the good ones i'm only gonna play a random song that you haven't heard of <laughs> so <laughs> so here's a uh, strip my mind um which is from that album and I just want to point out the the intro to this song. Really random observation, but it feels like it it's, it sounds like a kind of western. It sounds like you'd hear it in like the intro credits of a Tarantino film. Um, 
you'll see what I mean when I play it. But it's kind of because it sounds like kind of Western or something, and then it kind of gets into like the groove, and it's you know chilly goes. Anyway, I'll play it now because before that sounds really weird. Let's strip my mind, and I guess you can hear in that bit just just before we uh, faded out the recording when they're kind of going, "Oh yeah," it's that same vibe as like the Zephyr song chorus, you know, just just like really, like you know, contrast. Um, yeah, but that's that's another little uh, little gem that's in. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to find gems in Stadium Arcadium because there's a whole twenty eight tracks, so you don't really know where to start. Yeah, um, yeah. There's only like two um. tracks that I recognise from that album, really. Of course, Danny California and Snow. Um, Yes, yeah, basically the yeah, first another, two yeah. tracks, and then the yeah. rest of them. <laughs> like, I'll start that sand. album, and then that's it. Do you know Wet Sand? It's it's beautiful. No. kind of ballad vibes. Oh right, well, you should check it out then. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. also that is a pretty niche find ish. Well, for, for Chili Peppers, that's uh, thirty-three thousand yeah. streams. Wow! According- oh, oh really? No yeah. way! That's nothing. Only that. How, I mean, how do you get that statistic? It, it is nothing. <laughs> I'm quite I mean, proud of some that. On Spotify, have presumably. less than that. Yeah, just on Spotify. No, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, oh, I mean, so, wait. So that would have qualified in the old niche singles that song, would have which definitely you would not qualified. have expected from. Uh, from. I uh, meant to say 33 million streams, not 33,000. Oh, streams. okay, <laughs> that changes things. Ah, I was going to say. What I, I don't think there. there's any Chili Peppers that's getting less than a million. Yeah, you streams. guys were like. I was like, I was like, yeah. what? no way! There's a chili yeah, peppers song. I'm not music thousand. school. We, we don't do, and that's why you're a music yeah, yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it's so okay. it's not not a niche single. It's actually yeah, you know bigger than most bands can ever aspire to to get to. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah, in a chili peppers context, that uh, is that is little numbers. Niche. Yeah, but it's 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 a nice one compared to yeah. almost mm. a billion in Under the Bridge. I mean, like. Yeah, that's and Californication as well, mm. and can't stop being ju- over mm. half a billion. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Half, that's crazy. Yeah. Half a billion. Yeah, that's it's a lot like six hundred ninety million streamed, mm. uh, and that's excluding. I want to see their. I want to see their Spotify rap. <laughs> but that's excluding. <laughs> if you think about, it, that's excluding all the record and album sales that they did, like physical copy yeah, sales, which would have been way yeah. more popular back mm. in the day. Like Spotify's. Yeah. And I think that they're all, you know, platinum or whatever oh, yeah, the, the technical thing They're is. as big as you get, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Huge. Anyway, um, so then 
It's getting quite funny now, but Frusciante left again after after. Yes, he did. Yes, he, did. <laughs> he went off to do his solo stuff that I think Zephyr was talking Fair about. Off, yeah. Um, and but you know they continued. They replaced him with another guitarist whose name I did not write down. So apologies to him. Um, they did. Um, then they did "I'm with You" in 2011, which wasn't particularly huge or successful but I'll, I'll just point out i'm not going to play it but there's a there's a nice song in there that i know uh, called uh, the adventures of rain dance that's Maggie. the one i was gonna say that's Wh- the good one from that oh you- that so there's two it's there's good. two off that album that i really like there's that one and there's ethiopia which is actually it's it's okay it's not as good as the adventures of Day- rain dance maki has got a really cool groove um but mm. um ethiopia is also it's a quite good, cool. nice baseline yeah on it. yeah um, well, um but yeah that album's not super popular <laughs> No, uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the, that's it. If you want to go have a listen to, to the Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie, it's a good fun one. Um, great, great track name, to be honest. It's not a name that you typically expect, expect from the Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good fun. Anyway, and then their latest album, The Getaway, in 2016. Um, and this one, I mean, it, it was really good. It grew on me. I remember I, I bought it actually as a, as a CD for some reason um <laughs> there's a i know oh. back in back in 2016 i know um what a dinosaur mm. um <laughs> and yeah so which meant that i listened to it quite a lot actually and it was what it was kind of i guess at that time was actually my introduction to the chili peppers really to actually get to know them properly and there's some well-known songs in there dark necessities the getaway were pretty successful um and but I'm gonna play uh, "Sick Love," which is a really nice song. It's it's really funky. It's kind of it's classic Chili Peppers. It's the kind of rock funk mix. Um, there's that kind of restrained pre-chorus thing that we were talking about. You'll hear that. Um, it's I, I really it was one of my favorite songs uh, in in the album. Um, I think it's kind of it's really underplayed because I think it's really the groove is is really quite something. The guitar line is great, even though it's not Frusciante. Um, but yeah, okay, so uh, here it is, uh, Sick Love from The Getaway. So there it is, sick love uh, from uh, the getaway, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a it's a it's a nice one. It uh, 
you know, it it's just uh, the nice thing that then towards the end there's a really nice guitar solo moment, um, which I always enjoy. Um, can I mention the guitarist um, that did join for those two albums, um, the Getaway and the I'm I'm with you, is it? Um, yeah, yeah. His name's Josh Josh Klinghoffer, um, and he was actually the the drummer for John Frusciante's solo stuff, which is quite interesting. Oh, but he's ah. also a prolific guitarist. He's played. He, I think he was with Pearl Jam as well at some point. They all cross over, apparently. Um, Everyone was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he got fired because John Frusciante was like showing interest in joining the band again. And they were just like, Ooh. yeah, we want him over Josh. And I felt, I feel bad. He was really good because he's the one I saw live in 2016, just after they released oh, right. The Getaway. Yeah. And it was really good because I saw um, this song off that album called Goodbye Angels. Um, and that's my favorite song mm. off that album, uh, then, then Dark Necessities. Um, and it's got a really cool bass solo at the end. It's so sick. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I was kind of sad when you weren't going to play that one, but it's okay. Uh, no, sorry. it's okay. It's okay. That, that one's a really good one as well that you just played. It's super easy listening, yeah. um, and it's I really mm. like. It's yeah, it's very very standard Chili Peppers sort of yeah. vibe. But th- there's also there's there's more restrained stuff in that album as well. There's like uh, the Hunter and Encore, which are very kind of and like the Longest Wave and mm. stuff, which are all very mm. low key. Yeah, it's a nice album. Um, but yeah, so like the final chapter. Sorry, as as I realise this episode has been quite long, but the final chapter in the Chili Peppers story is Frusciante rejoining. I think it was in 2019. He came back, so now the band is the lineup as we as we know and love it, and they are touring this year uh, in 22. Which I found out only too late. They're actually coming to Montreal, but it's it's sold out, so that's unfortunate. But exciting news is that they're expected to be releasing an album just before the tour. Oh. So. We have new Chili Peppers music Yo. coming. Uh, and it's John so that, yeah, that's the album that they're touring. It's John Frusciante, Chili Peppers. Yes. It's, ooh, oh, okay. So we can be, get excited. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, and it's not, it's not, you know, so a lot of bands, you know, kind of, um, they started in 1983. So it's quite something they're still going, but it's not just kind of a band, you know, that, that's like keep going and kind of declining. Like, in my opinion, like the, the Getaway album was kind of, I mean, it wasn't, you know, by the way and Californication level, but it was it was really good stuff. Mm. So I think we can expect good things, and I'm pretty excited for it. Might even have to donate an episode to that when it comes out. Yeah, we might. Mm. Uh, evening will six with six. Uh, evening will with <laughs> <laughs> Sonic stuff. You know, I want to mention. Wait, I've lost quickly, the ability. The, I've been the, speaking the too eight, much. Like you just said, they're from eight, they started in 1983. They are almost 60 years old. They are still rocking, like as if they're really? in their 40s or 30s. Like they are still like just they're I'm, just I'm as assuming much they're, stage they're still presence. doing their shows without any shirts oh, yeah, on right? yeah. because that's always they been have the thing. so much stage <laughs> presence. It's oh, actually, I just you just reminded me of a. Um, what's that amazing that massive show that they have in America um, that massive festival that they always do that's like always like oh Wood- Woodstock Woodstock yeah Woodstock 19 or maybe 2000 something there's a one with Lee mm. he comes on with no clothes on like you what? no clothes on and the, you can go on YouTube you can see you, it's all there I'm like how is this not taken off YouTube like yeah, he is. <laughs> he's the only time, like at the very beginning, he's holding his bass out and he's just naked. Like he hasn't even wearing a sock on like his thing or whatever. He is literally because that's a thing they have done as well. They wear socks on their um, nether regions, but oh he God. literally came on wearing nothing, and then his bass is the only thing covering it when he's playing. It's mental. Like oh my God, those guys are like they are drugs. <laughs> like they don't need drugs. They are drugs. <laughs> like they're actually crazy. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, well, there's a little story my dad always tells because he was once at like I don't know some kind of business like conference or something. Anyway, but in, they were in staying in the same hotel as the Chili Peppers were, and he shared a lift with I don't know if it was all four of them, but at least a couple of the band members. But my dad, being my dad, and not a huge Chili Peppers fan, I you wouldn't he didn't like say anything. His his main comment is uh, they were quite short and um, uh, and apparently and he assumed that all the screaming girls outside weren't for him but for the band, <laughs> um, which I think is a fair assumption. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, you never know. You're back in a band. <laughs> That's hilarious. But oh, yeah, what anyways. a waste, though. I know. Not a Chili Peppers fan. No, no I know. But yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess unless uh, I think I think that that brings us to the end um, of episode one of season two. Actually, I, I don't know. Is this it's actually episode eleven? Let's say, but the first episode of season two. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in, whether it was on on YouTube or just through the the usual podcast app. Um, I will, as usual. As you, yeah, uh, be annoying and ask you to subscribe and uh, uh, to the podcast, uh, give us a rating or like a review. And now that we're on YouTube, I can say the corny thing: please like and subscribe. Yes, but um, in all seriousness, yeah, do get in touch if you got any ideas for the brief. Um, and and yeah, and check out our, our social media. We'll be we'll be putting out clips uh, of episodes kind of slightly before they come out. You know, building the hype. Um, we're professional because the hype is always people. huge. Um, exactly yeah we're, we're we're learning we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be huge we're gonna chili pepper size you know um <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway okay so i think that's all the uh the housekeeping done but yeah please uh you know do, do all the the interaction stuff like subscribe you know that is, helps it helps it helps grow the podcast so thanks so much for tuning in see you next time sidetracked the music podcast yes.